Amen. What a song of confidence. Found that very encouraging. We are on the Lord's side. We are thine. <clears throat> well, it's good to be here. Good to hear good news from a far state. Thank you, James. <clears throat> well, before I get into this, let's just pause for prayer. And dear Heavenly Father, we come to you. Thank you for that confidence that we can have that we are on the Lord's side, and we are yours, Lord. We've committed our life to you, and uh, you've bought us, you purchased us. We're no longer our own, and Lord, we're bought with that price. So we thank you as we entrust our life into your hands, that we can rest assured that it's in good care. And we thank you for that. Pray you bless us here, the remainder of this service together here, Father. Give me uh, grace and freedom to speak the words, and... Uh, Lord, help me to speak it in the spirit with which you'd want to portray it. Lord, so give me grace, and give the hearers grace to hear. And uh, Lord, I pray that your word would go forth, and it would bless, and it would do whatever it was intended for. Lord, so bless us and keep us here, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so before I get into this message, it came from, you know, I was just, you know, of course, wondering what to speak, and I just felt, um, you know, seemed for a little while, just feeling in my own spiritual walk, having a lack, something lacking. Um, maybe I need a revival or something, I guess that's the term we use, um, Maybe it's kind of a broad term, but... And then uh, Thursday evening as we gathered together here, I was just really blessed by the, um, some of the examples we've seen here. And it, it got me to thinking of my conversion. And uh, so that's kind of what uh, this message is about, not my conversion, but particularly our conversion and remembering uh, how we've started. And uh, I think it's good for us to do that at times, just to remember how we started. And sometimes that itself is very inspiring. <clears throat> so the title of my message is Remember How You Have Received Christ. <clears throat> and that's going to stem, that stems out of, you may recognize it already, out of uh, Colossians 2.6 where it says, As ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. So that's my desire in this here message, just to refresh us, um, to remember, and hopefully I don't get off track um, of what I'm trying to accomplish, or uh, the Lord's trying to accomplish, but that's just my desire that we would uh, remember, as we have received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. <clears throat> so that's my desire, um, to remember the past, the beginning of our faith, and uh, hopefully that would inspire us going forward to have a childlike, faith-filled faith, faith-filled zeal. <clears throat> and secondly, to help us to turn our focus away from the burdens and distractions of our often complicated life, so that we can walk in the same faith that we had when we received Christ. 
I think uh, many of us can identify with that. Um, we remember that first faith, and I think we want that. At least I do. I long for that, <clears throat> that simple faith. So sometimes in the middle of a race, it's good for us to pause and to remember why we even, why we even start it and where we are going or should be going and just kind of reevaluate. <clears throat> so it may be good for us to look at why we chose Christ as our Savior. Why did we begin? We all had a reason. I'm guessing it's pretty narrowed down. Uh, it's not real wide-ranging. Um, but I had three reasons, and I assume this would apply for most of us. At least it did for me. Uh, number one, we were convicted of sin and long for a release from the guilt. Um, that's my testimony. Uh, when the Spirit of God was upon me, there was a deep conviction of sin, and I needed to be free from this guilt. And if you... Um, Pilgrim's Progress, you know, at the foot of the cross, the heavy burden on his back, he needed to be free from the guilt. And, you know, as I say this here, I'm not... I know there are variations of experiences, and I'm not trying to diminish those that maybe didn't have as, um, the same kind. So I hope you don't take that out of it. Uh, number two, we feared the judgment that we knew was waiting and needed a way of escape. Um, you know, along with the conviction, we knew that if we don't do something about this, there is a judgment waiting for us. And we had to find a way of escape. <clears throat> Number three, we desire a more meaningful and fulfilled life in righteousness. And I think uh, as much as, you know, the Bible says the pleasures of sin, as much as there's pleasures in sin, there's an emptiness that we find ourselves longing for something more. <clears throat> and I would, I would assume that that was our experience uh, in coming to Christ. Uh, it may vary some, but I think it kind of boils down to how Paul taught in uh, Acts twenty twenty one. He said, I didn't get the whole thing, I just took a clipping out of it. He preached repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Pretty simple, and I uh, hope we don't complicate that. But repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ, and I don't think... I really don't think we can come to Christ and avoid those. Those are very fundamental truths in our life. And I think that's how we all came. <clears throat> so, yeah, my desire is to stir up our minds by way of remembrance with how we have received him. <clears throat> So first of all, off of that, what Paul taught was repentance toward God. The first, I'll focus on that first. And in doing that, I'm going to turn to 2 Corinthians 7. Starting in verse 9. <clears throat> I'm going to read 9 through 11. <clears throat> now, 
Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. But ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. And this next verse I'm going to read, I just, it's, it's such a mouthful in this verse, descripting what repentance brings. For behold, this self-saving thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of yourself. And I think we've seen that here in these meetings we've had. Yea, what indignation. Yea, what fear. Yea, what vehement desire. Yea, what zeal. Yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. And I just, that just blessed me, that verse 11 there. What true repentance brings. And I, I hope that, you know, in all our testimony, there was an element of this, what that repentance brings. And uh, would to God that that's not just a one-time deal. You know? um, I hope that's not where we started and stopped. So yeah, again, uh, there it's what carefulness, what clearing of yourself, what indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, what zeal, what revenge, in all things approve to be clear in this matter. And uh, just thinking of carefulness, um, I was thinking on the way here this week, I... Uh, took a tour of a feed mill, and another man was with me. We went up top to the way top of the leg, and uh, it was somewhere around 100 feet, probably at least 100. And you're up there in this, this basket with a mesh floor under you. You can see through and a couple bars around you to keep you from falling. And, and uh, I felt like I was an example of what carefulness. He, you know, the wind was blowing, and this thing was kind of moving a little bit in the air, and is that the carefulness that is in us in regards to sin? Are we that careful? Has repentance worked that carefulness in us that we do not fall? And then a lot could be said of you know clearing of yourself. Um, you know I think we've been seeing that here, and um, that's that's encouraging to see someone clearing themselves. And then producing an indignation, an indignation towards sin. And then a fear, fear of God, a fear of falling, a vehement desire. These are passionate words. These are wholehearted. Um, Followed by what zeal. That's what I long for, that zeal. And then revenge. We almost think that's a negative term, but in this light, I, I think maybe we need a little bit more of that, a little bit more passion, a little bit more of that zeal that Jesus had when he cleaned out the temple with the scourge. He said it, it was said of, I was the disciples remembered that it said of him, behold, the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. May we have that kind of zeal, that revenge. 
And then it says, in all things approved to be clear in this matter. Approved by who? By those around us. And by God. <clears throat> so, I just thought this, there's not much better way to describe repentance and the fruits of it than this verse. And uh, I hope you've all experienced that. And I hope we continue to, you know, if we fall. <clears throat> so, are we living in that zeal? Are we still, do we still have that zeal that came? Okay, so. True repentance is very childlike. That is repenting without reserve. I don't think we can really call repentance Repentance, if there's a reserve. At least, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that uh, if there's repentance, it's, it's wholehearted. <clears throat> so let's not lose our way in this way of repenting. Let's not lose it. <clears throat> okay, and there's a second thing uh, that Paul taught on there. He said, repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is probably where I'm going to spend most of my time focusing on uh, faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's fairly wide. But <clears throat> So in Mark 10, 14 through 15, Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever... Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And that's, that's how we received Christ, is as a child, in trust, in, um, in faith. So we should not only receive the kingdom of God as a child, but we also should continue to walk in in it with that childlike faith, that uh, openness, that trust. Um, are we continuing to do that? Am I continuing to do that? <clears throat> now we know how children are that are not tainted by sin. They set us a perfect example of trusting and free, how they are. Um, it's just beautiful, and I think it's a, an example of how we should be um, coming to Christ and how we should live. We're trusting, and we're, we're free from reserve and distrust. So that's how we should be, and I trust it's how we have been. So no wonder then that God through the apostles said in 1 Peter 5, 7 that we are to cast all our care upon him for he careth for us. <clears throat> so let's read in Luke 12. Let's hear it in uh, faith, trust.
I guess I can take either cup of water here. They're both half full. Luke twelve twenty two to thirty four. <clears throat> and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you... With taking thought can add to his stature one cubit. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, How much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's how we would have come to Christ, or at least I believe so, in, in that trust, in that faith, and it's just my desire, um, throughout this here message is that we could continue to live like that, in that childlike faith that we came to Christ, that, you know, as I just read, we could cast all our care upon him, he careth for us, um, you know, as ye have received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. That's how we came to him. That's how he tells us to walk. We came to him in trust. We came to him, um, I guess I'm doing some assuming because I'm kind of speaking for you, but we came to him in trust and uh, not necessarily worrying about ourselves. Um, and we should walk like that. We should continue to walk like that. <clears throat> Sometimes I think we get a little too grown up for our own good. <clears throat> we get a lot of uh, cares that we put on our own selves, and we lose that, that trust. And I think, really, um, I, I'm not promoting being a hermit and uh, go hide from the cares of this world. Not at all, or a monk, or whatever, but I think we can maintain this spirit of trust with taking the cares that we need to care upon us. Uh, At least, that's what I long for. And I think I've seen examples of it, so I think it's possible. Um, So in 2 Corinthians 11, 2 and 3... Paul says, I think, yeah, this is Paul. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, 
so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And I guess that's my, that's basically the burden of this message is that we don't be corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. Um, and it seems it happens so much in, in religious environments where the, the simplicity that is in Christ gets so corrupted by so many other things. <clears throat> and I think we all have that tendency to complicate it. <clears throat> so Paul was, Paul was concerned for the Corinthians that as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, that their minds would be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That they would go, they would go to something else when the simplicity of Christ was right there, and they hadn't. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to read the verse 3 again in a different version. I hope you don't mind me doing this. Uh, it's ESV if you wonder. But I'm afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So here Paul was concerned for the Corinthians, and the same applies to us, that they would turn away from the simplicity which is in Christ. So let's let's be careful that we don't do that. Um, We have examples, and I guess we kind of... we poke at them because they're recorded, but the Pharisees were very good at that. Um, they had so many things that define what religion was that they couldn't receive Christ. His gospel came and they could not receive it. They had their own form of religion and uh, they would not receive the simplicity of Christ. <clears throat> Which really, all they needed to do was repent and believe. <clears throat> but they resisted him. And uh, we, can, we have the tendency to do the same thing as we, we go on our faith, we go on, we go on the mundane, and uh, we can revert to other things. We have that temptation ourselves. <clears throat> Revelations 2, 4 and 5 says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left, thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove the candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. <clears throat> and I typically have looked at this pretty heavy, and um, I think maybe I have a, um, maybe it's not. Uh, repent basically means to turn, turn from, I think, if I understand it right. So he's, he says, remember from what you've fallen from and turn and do the first works. <clears throat> so let's not leave off our first faith, our first love. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to read in Colossians 2. <clears throat> Starting in verse 6. I guess to the end. 
As ye had therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye had been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, take heed to this, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after tradition of man, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, and whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphant, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he hath seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind." And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increases with the increase of God. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as the living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men. Which things have indeed a shoe of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm not going to try to explain everything I just read. Um, it's, I think, beyond all my understanding. But um, basically, what I gather out of this is what I've been saying is, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And um, apparently he was warning them of a lot of distractions and things that were wanting to pull them away from Christ, having the preeminence. <clears throat> and uh, I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying this because I had something that I wanted to say on um, being distracted from certain things. I'm just saying let's, let's be careful that we don't get distracted from the simplicity in Christ. <clears throat> so let's not be cumbered with many external things and be found not holding Christ as the head. <clears throat> and then I'm going to read Colossians 1. Just flip back a page. Colossians 1, verse 10 <clears throat> through 19 that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God, 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And I want to get your attention on verse 18 here. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. <clears throat> I think that's, uh, that should be our burden, is that in all things Christ would have the preeminence. <clears throat> and not get distracted with um, so many other things that take away <clears throat> that place that's reserved for Christ. <clears throat> so, yeah, it may have been, I, I don't know how many, how many of you have been in the Lord, and I understand some here aren't, but um, for me, I just thought of, I think it's 22 years since I've been converted. It seems like I'm not that old. I think I'm still 25, but, but I'm not, so... Um, so I know many of you have been in Christ longer than that. So are we still walking in the faith wherewith we have received him? Um, whether it's 20 years, 50 years, 5 years, or 10, are we still walking in that faith that we have received him? <clears throat> so it was not the works <clears throat> that we had to do first, uh, to come to Christ, but it was rather works of faith and obedience and the works followed after. <clears throat> or should I say acts of faith and obedience, however you want to word that. <clears throat> so let, let's not get too distracted. <clears throat> so have we complicated Christianity with many other things? <clears throat> so as we just read a little bit ago, Paul said, Beware, lest any man spoil you, you with other things that distract from the simplicity which is in Christ. <clears throat> there seems to be a real danger as time goes on and the newness of our faith wears off. Do we lose that first faith that we had? <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to read in Mark chapter 4. I think this is on uh, trust. <clears throat> okay, no, this is a, the parable of the sower. <clears throat> Verse 14 through 20. The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they had... Her- have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, 
who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, which is hearing the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And I'll just stop right there. So I guess my, my concern is, um, are we allowing the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things to choke out the word, and we become unfruitful? <clears throat> I think, speaking for myself, I think that's a, a very, very real challenge and temptation that we face. <clears throat> And uh, it does say the lust of other things, so it's pretty wide open. What, can, what are we leaving come into our life that's choking out the word and we're becoming unfruitful? Um, it, it could be a whole list of things. <clears throat> Deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things, cares of this world. Let's, let's take heed that we don't lose our first love by allowing it to be choked out. <clears throat> so as we look back, um, I might be kind of bouncing around here, but we look back to our, our beginning of our faith, um, the zeal that we had. I, You know what, as I said, this varies probably, but the visions and aspirations the convictions that we adhered to, the, prince, the disciplines that we placed on ourselves. Have we kept those? Are we staying true to that? We had that, that zeal as a new Christian. Have we kept that? The visions and aspirations that we had for the things of God, are we keeping that? <clears throat> the convictions that we adhered to, the disciplines that we placed on ourselves, are we letting them slide? <clears throat> so do we let those things slide because other things come and take our attention? <clears throat> so in, in this here, I, I had to ask myself in regards to some things, if I would not allow myself to do this as a young Christian, why do I allow it now? <clears throat> There's some of the things, you know, brother, and it's, we think there may be little things, so we're like, well, it's not that important, and somehow it just creeps in. <clears throat> what we would have never imagined we would allow ourselves to do, we soon, maybe it's not that bad. <clears throat> Let's be careful. <clears throat> So as a new Christian, um, I think one of the first one of the first fruits is hunger and growth that comes upon us. And I just thought of it as uh, uh, you get a new baby, and uh, they're always hungry. They always want to drink. They're hungry. They're hungry. You get growing boys, and there's some here or girls, and they're always wanting to eat. 
Why? Because they want to grow. It's just in their body to grow. Um, and maybe this is not as pure of an example, but you know, today's with uh, breeding of animals, you get chickens and you get pigs. I don't, I don't know about pigs, but I know chickens. They breed them with an like an unstoppable appetite. They can't stop eating, and they're bred that way. And that's you know. But anyway, that's not quite as pure as. Uh, the child's hunger. <clears throat> but do we have that hunger? Let's use that to inspire us. First uh, Peter 2, 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. <clears throat> Are we still hungering after the word of God? I know there's, there's a graduation to eating meat, and I don't want to diminish that. Um, but do we still have that hunger for the Word of God. Um, like a baby that just will not will not let his mother get sleep. He's hungry. One of the fruits of a new birth and of being a child is the earnest desire to grow. And we all know that if we have children, they're always wanting to grow up. Can't wait till I'm 16 and want to drive or Whatever it is, they always want to grow up. And I believe God puts that in a child, the desire to grow up. And that should be in us as a Christian, that earnest desire to eat the food that's going to cause us to grow. <clears throat> in Ephesians four thirteen through 15 it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. There's that call for us. Um, while I'm trying to lift up the example of being childlike, there's also that call to grow up. A child wants to grow. A child wants to eat. A child wants to grow. <clears throat> and they won't stop until they're satisfied. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to read in Hebrews 5. <clears throat> starting at verse 11. <clears throat> so this is a, a challenge for us to grow up. Of whom, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and become and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so what I take out of that is there's a, a call for us 
um, yes, to desire that sincere milk of the word, but to grow up and to progress to meat. And uh, don't stop just because we're full of milk. <clears throat> so are we growing or are we becoming dull of hearing? <clears throat> so part of our duty in Christ is that we grow and begin to digest meat and not just milk. <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to read in Hebrews 6. Um, Hebrews 6, 1 through 12. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. And I want that just to, to sit in your mind there. Let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do, if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God, and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, <clears throat> to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shewed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints, and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do shew the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise." So let us, I want to leave you um, with that encouragement. Let us go on to perfection. Um, yes, keeping that, that faith, keeping that zeal, um, keeping that uh, trust, but let us go on to perfection. Let's go from meat, from milk to meat. <clears throat> And again, as Revelation says, remember from whence thou hast fallen and repent. <clears throat> Finally, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. But let us strive to grow and press on to perfection. <clears throat> so that's all I have. May the Lord encourage you with that and uh, revive you. I, I don't desire to bring any judgment, but... Um, you know, I just desired for my own self just a revival um, in the simple truth that I came to Christ with. And, uh, and then let's go on. Let's, let's press on to perfection from there. The Lord bless you. <clears throat>